if music is green, I was thinking green every day. You know, now I'm thinking multiple different colors during the daytime. And then I come home and I have that, you know, availability in my brain and, you know, the optimism and you sort of want to, you know, be creative and, you know, um, you know, find that, you know, creativity inside of me or, you know, reach out to that side of me that wants to come home and write music. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for joining us this first Sunday in June as we celebrate local musical talent. Today's guest is Forrest O'Quinn, a local from Augusta who started his professional music career in Statesboro, but has a much longer history than that. When I got home from high school every day, I would sit down at the piano. It was fun to me. While he also has a traditional job, he takes his music career extremely seriously. For the last couple years, I've supported myself through music. And while his formal training may seem limited. And how much do you sing in the shower? It, it all starts there. He's also found an amazing amount of success already. You know, grabbing a camera and just sort of like taking pictures and videos of it because I you know, didn't really believe what was happening was happening. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoy this episode of the Drop the Disc, the Augusta Rocks music miniseries, go ahead and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. We really appreciate that. And we also really appreciate the presenting sponsor of this show, Nancy Powell of Powell and Associates. Real estate comes down to a couple of things, and, and those things really are trust, communication, and in my opinion, competency is pretty far up there. Nancy Powell is our number one pick for real estate in the CSRA, whether it's Thompson, North Augusta, or Harlem. She's going to make the best decisions to help you get the most value for your deal, and she's going to be on your side the whole time. If you have any real estate questions at all, reach out to Nancy Powell at powellpropertypros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date. Yeah, and I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste, I got moves I'ma make. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc hey. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AG in the mix, just drop the disc Just drop the disc If you listen to music on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, or any other streaming platform, check out C-Lark, C.L-A-R-K.
Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We're Drop the Disc Podcast. David, I'm sipping on a bourbon from Second City right I'm now. I'm watching you. And it's I'm it's really delicious. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. We got our guests drinking uh, Second City. And right, that's the vibe, right? Yeah. You know, we get the bourbon out. We get yep. the musicians in the studio. Yep. We kind of meld all that. We yeah. have fun while we do it. Yeah. And by the way, this is an Augusta Rocks episode. Yep. So this is a continuation of the Augusta Rocks music mini series where yep. we highlight local musicians in the area, talk about their music, and of course, at the end, we'll hear a couple really cool songs. Yeah, so today, we're here with... Forrest O'Quinn. How's everybody doing? Happy to be here on Drop the Disc. This is not live, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the studio audience just went crazy. You guys yeah. just didn't hear it. Um, uh, thanks for being here, Forrest. Um, we're going to ask you, you know, we're going to talk about your personal life, uh, you know, a little bit. We're going to talk about your music career, um, and at the end, I'm looking forward to hearing some cool music, but... Before we really jump into anything, can you give us like a 30 seconds, this is who you are, this is the kind of music you play, and how people can find you? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, my name is Forrest O'Quinn. Uh, my middle name is Culture. It's what I usually go by on. Okay. By artist name, Forrest Culture Online on Spotify, okay. iTunes, any streaming application you want to hear it on. Um, as far as myself, you know, just uh, from here, you know, playing some country uh Classic rock, usually, in uh, okay. sets. Um, main, mainly country, all, all aspects of country. I've, I've, I've tend, tend to sway away from more modern stuff, but, okay. uh, you know. Uh, Some throwbacks. in Statesboro, so, you know. Okay. The, uh, the old stuff is definitely included as well. <laughs> yeah, um, you were telling us before we went on that you just did a wedding last weekend. You ended up playing, like, three sets. That's, that's <laughs> correct. Yep. Yep. They carried me on all night long. It was a, it was, a, it was a fun event. That's some fun stuff, man. Absolutely. Well, let's flip the script real quick. Um, you talked about, you went to Georgia Southern, uh, you're from, you went to Statesboro, I guess at least. Um, are you, are you from Augusta? I'm originally from Augusta, born and raised, uh, attended uh, Episcopal day school through eighth grade. And, okay. Uh, went on to Aquinas for a year there. And then, uh, also, Graduated from Westside, so okay. transferred over to Westside to play some baseball and had a great time doing that. Um, throughout high school, I kind of had a little musical tenure over at Trinity on the Hill. Okay, so when uh, did that start? When did when did the music start? This was going into freshman year, actually, okay. of high school. Um, I'll never forget getting a call from one of my buddies I grew up with, and he said, oh, I remember you used to play that piano at your parents' house all the time, <laughs> and... and uh, you know, he said, would you be willing to come in and, you know, audition, you know, for the uh, Love Unlimited Choir Band? You know, okay. Absolutely. And that was at the church? That, that was at Trinity? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and was really, really excited about that. I went in there, and they told me to play some play some stuff on the piano and ended up playing Tiny Dancer by Elton John, and, <laughs> and they loved it. So, so the music career, <laughs> if you could already play Tiny Dancer, the music started before that. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. My uh, <laughs> my whole family is pretty musically inclined. I, I actually had an uncle that was a, a pianist at Trinity as well. So oh, wow. He ended up going on. He, he uh, was a manager of several bands and also head of several bands growing up and he uh was the one that started it all for all of us so okay my whole family's musically inclined we you should see our family reunions they're, <laughs> they're quite a thrill uh there's the full band set up you just know just a bunch of sessions and sets <laughs> oh <and> gosh <laughs> it's going on non-stop and then obviously the kids love it they jump up there and you know give it their best shot and it's always been 
really cool to see the family progress in our, you know, musical aspects. So okay. you, you came up into the studio with your guitar, which you just had to restring recently. I wasn't expecting to hear piano. Are there any other instruments that you have in your background? Um, sure. I <laughs> I love to drum on yeah. the side. Yeah, it's kind of a personal, <laughs> you know, thing. It's the thing I, you can do. I like to think I'm good, but you know. I haven't ever played that one live. <laughs> I did buy a set in college and, you know, pretty fancy like a full, set. I, a full drum set? Oh, yeah. It was it was fancy. It was uh, actually founded on Statesboro Craigslist. And it ended up being a lot nicer set than, you know, I had paid for. It came with these uh, awesome Zildjian cymbals. It was a Mapex set. And uh, had it in my garage. And I would go out there with, you know, my sound dampening headphones, you know, so I... <laughs> You know, wouldn't bust my eardrums playing and, you know, would sit out there and jam. And eventually the summer came around and y'all know how hot it gets here. Oh, in Augusta. Yeah. Yeah. It gets about twice as hot in Statesboro. So <laughs> that uh, garage was hitting about, you know, 140, 150 during the daytime. And I'm, I'm, I'm such a, uh, you know, fanatic of musical equipment. I knew that this drum set was very nice. <laughs> And you I can't honestly leave it felt out in that, bad yeah. about leaving it in the garage. <laughs> so I eventually just said, oh, I can't let this drum set warp. And I just put it back on the market and sold it for two or three times of what I paid for it. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I knew what I had. You know, Paid for one, those college books. Oh, it was one of those. Uh, my <laughs> son wanted to learn the drums, but then he gave it up and they were just willing to let it go for pretty cheap. But I wish I still had a full set. I have an electric set at my house now that I sort of play around on and okay. try not to uh, disturb the neighbors. So anybody that's looking for drummers out there, you can uh, <laughs> hit them up on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He'll sit in. He'll sit in for sure. <laughs> and, I'll give and him you my could, best. So you could almost record like a studio album. Like you get in there, you play the keys, you play the guitar, you play the drums, you sing. Sure, sure. Um, He's like, nah. But few, yeah, right. right. <laughs> the few, uh, the first couple recording sessions I went into in Nashville had studio musicians, so I didn't really have to. Sure. You know, it was mainly sending them acoustic versions of songs that I had written, and we would go from there once we got, once they had listened to it and had something in their head, and it was really sort of on the spot. Okay. Um, after that, I, you know, I started trying to avoid the high price of, you know, some, you know, really professional studios. And uh, had an idea of what I wanted the song to sound like going into the studio. And so I would uh, essentially, you know, download an 8-track, had a little 8-track application, yeah. um, you know, on my computer. And I could go ahead and do that drum beat and record that in there. And then, you know, I would start with the, you know, acoustics or metronome right. with the acoustics. And then go to the drum beat, go to the bass and go to the lead licks and sort of have it how I wanted it to sound and then, then bring it, forward it on to the producer. Gotcha. So he's kind of getting ahead of himself. Yeah, we're a little ahead. Yeah, but that's on us. That's yeah. on us. So we're in no, ninth you're grade. Good. You're really, good. we're in ninth grade yeah. right now, and you just started playing in the Trinity Band. Sure. So take us through the high school and into college experience of you playing music. Like, did you play with different bands? You know, you mentioned at the beginning what kind of music you play now. Has that changed? Gotcha. So in the beginning, um, you know, in high school, I, I've always grown up on country music and essentially, um, throughout family reunions, I was playing to the best of my ability, you know, with the family and, you know, covering 
cla- you know, classic rock songs. They were big Beatles, big Beatles family. You got your Elton John, all of that good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, getting back to the, the Trinity thing, um, <laughs> I was also involved in MYF with like the uh, sort of middle school group. What is that? It was more of a rock centered um, version of Christian music. Okay. The actual choir was more, you know, choir driven, you know, Christian gospel driven Christian music. Um, But I was in both of those bands, you know, um, with church Um, in, in high school. That was about all that I was doing was piano stuff. Um, I, I also had a full <coughs> Yamaha stand up, you know, at my parents' house. Yeah, which right. I, nice. I miss every single day. You know, <laughs> I still can't, still can't uh, find room for a stand up in my house. But eventually, I'm hoping to get 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 to that direction. But um, post high school, sure, yeah, yeah. I uh, ended up getting a tailor for my high school graduation gift from my grandfather. Guitar. Wow. Fancy, fancy guitar. Yes. I knew basic chording and chords at the time. So at know. this at this point your your biggest your instrument was piano. And right. you had dabbled into in guitar. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. My my father played a little bit of guitar and uh you know, of course, you know, when I got home from high school every day I would sit down at the piano. Right. It was fun to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, I, I can even remember when I quit taking lessons at 14 mm. going into high school, you know, I finally turned to my parents and said, I don't want to do this anymore. No more it, theory. It, you know, I was growing <laughs> up and yeah, exactly. It was, uh, <laughs> the theory is why I quit. <laughs> right. It was no more Beethoven. But, uh, <laughs> but um, from there, you know, I, I picked up a guitar and throughout high school, I would come home and, you know, learn songs on the piano that I wanted to play. And that's mm-hmm. when my mind sort of started, you know, venturing outward a little more than what I had been taught in my right. younger years. Um, but anyways, I uh, ended up getting this awesome guitar for high school graduation and uh, tried to play. I knew basic chording, like I said, and just kind of started to pick it up a little more in the dorm room when I was at Georgia Southern. And, mm-hmm. you know... My friends and I would go out to eat and see people playing at these restaurants, and uh, I, I eventually figured out how much they were making and said, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not going to work at the golf course anymore. You know, I'm going to go get a uh, get a gig." And yeah, so, you know, that's what I was really looking for, and I was actually preparing for for this for a while, just kind of watching people up there. But there was actually a guy uh, here in Augusta that everybody knows, uh, Stephen Sugars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get one of the guitarists for, yeah. uh, for Coach. Coach, yep. yeah. Um, Stephen Sugars and I were fraternity brothers down there at, at Georgia Southern. Yeah. And uh, he was in a band at Southern called Dirty Georgia Brew. And they were <laughs> awesome. Sounds like a Statesboro band. And I so, don't know much about, but that sounds right. <laughs> I love jamming to them. And, you know, I was always reaching out to Stephen's a little older than I and I was always reaching out to him and just saying, you know, what's going on this weekend? You know, y'all have anything big coming up? We would always talk about guitar and playing. And one day Steven called me up and he said, hey, man, uh, didn't you mention, you know, I know you play the guitar. Have you ever you ever tried to sing? (laughs) (laughs) My joke to him was, you know, only in the shower. And it's still (laughs) my joke to everybody when they ask me where I learned how to sing. It's (laughs) how much do you sing in the shower? It it all starts there. (laughs) But uh, I had never really, you know, played or 
sang especially you know sang in the choir with other right. people around me but i had never really sang you know as a solo independent you know singer at the mm-hmm. time where everybody's critiquing your voice and so yes. steven was just like let's you know put this put something together i think his band actually i think their lead singer had gotten sick and they had a a gig in 48 hours or something. <laughs> and so he said you know you think you could you think you could do this and I was, you know, obviously not going to turn down the opportunity. I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> he, I was like, you know, he, he told me it paid a hundred dollars and that was just like <laughs> gold to me. It was just like a hundred bucks in college yeah, to go play guitar. Yeah. Of course. Right. You know, yeah. We'll figure this out. So what year was this for you at Georgia? Center? This was my, uh, the fall semester of my sophomore year. Okay. So this was September. I want to say it was September 13th or 20th. Something, yeah, it's pretty engraved in my mind. <laughs> uh, it was at a sports bar that doesn't exist anymore called Gaddis. It was at a place called Gaddis at the time. But uh, Sugars and I, he said, you know, send me some songs you think you know you could do. And I sent him some songs, and we came up. It was all paper and pencil. <laughs> you know, I printed out the lyrics, but you know, we made little jots. We had little notepads, <laughs> you know, and like <laughs> folders that we did this gig with, and it was twenty-seven songs. Wow, it's a lot of songs to learn. It was having but, never know, it was sang a before. Three-hour set <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, know, at the time I think it was three-hour nine, nine to twelve or something like that. But Stephen Sugars, you know, I still owe it to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he was the one that really got me started. And sort of, you know, that gig kind of gave me the confidence, you know, to yeah. kind of continue what I was doing to get my foot in the door. So is that your first non-church gig? Yeah. Wow. And, and non-family, of course. That's right. And in okay. church, you know, I was always on the keys and it was always background yeah, sort right. of sort of stuff. But you this know, time you're in front of everybody. That's right. You're the front <laughs> man, basically. That's right. I the was band that you're not even in. I mean, that's like, that's like a pretty tough situation. Well... Yep, yep. You know, in high school, like I said, with the piano, it was all sort of background noise. Right. This, this was something that sort of put me on the spot, you know, yep. for the first time. Stick around. We'll be back with more of Forest Culture on Drop the Disc Podcast. Since 2017, Savannah River Brewery has been creating only the finest ales and lagers handcrafted right here in Augusta, Georgia. This brewery is open Monday through Sunday, creating good beer for everyone and everyone for beer. So what that means is they're creating beer for everybody's taste. This is something that y'all need to check out. I've been proud to talk about this every week. They're located on 813 5th Street in Augusta, Georgia. If you're interested in more information on what kind of beers they have on tap in their tap room, you can visit www.savannahriverbrew.com. That's www.savannahriverbrew.com. And if you're interested in hosting an event and using their facility, which I completely recommend as we used it for Augusta Rocks now two years in a row, you can contact them at 706 706- 426-8212 and ask for Jim Christian. That's 706-426-8212. So that was your first gig, you know, kind of presenting yourself out there. And I assume you kept playing sports bars and that kind of stuff. 
But you told us a story earlier in this episode about going to Nashville and recording music. Sure. So how did you decide to make the jump from what I assume was playing a lot of covers at bars to like, hey, I'm serious about this. I'm going to record music. Well, as all of you know, you know, a lot of the bigger country artists nowadays have come from Georgia Southern um, in my time, especially. Um, I actually was asked to open up for Cole Swindell one time and we had sound checked before and his band ended up coming, coming in after we had sound checked and sort of rerouting everything into his system, (laughs) I guess that they had brought in their soundboard. So I actually didn't end up getting to do it, but you know, played out, played out the same venue at the same night outside. Um, you know, but I definitely knew about all of these, you know, people that had, you know, started out the same place as I did. I mean, Cole Swindell actually played his first event at a bar called Loco's Pub and Grill yeah. down in Statesboro where I ran open mic night for quite a few years. Okay. Um, I ended up going on living at Cypress Lake in Statesboro where Lou Bryan lived while he was down there. And, wow. you know, some cool, you know, little yeah. cool attributes that sort of made me really sort of realized that it could possibly be, you know, a, an opportunity or a chance for me in my music career. Um, but what made me really sort of get into it, uh, I had a really good friend in college who grew up with the little brother of Dallas Davidson. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar mm-hmm. with I'm Dallas. I'm not, no. Dallas, uh, he has a record label and publishing label in Nashville now, Played again, publishing. Got it. Okay. He's he's played a lot, or written a lot of the uh, songs for Luke Bryan and other artists in Nashville. Um, with Red Akins, Thomas yeah. Red's father, as well yeah. as Ben Hayslip, who's from Evans, mm-hmm. and their trio is called the Peach Pickers. Mm-hmm. But anyways, his little brother Mac would always leak some of the uh, demos to a, my good friend in Statesboro. <laughs> so we were down there listening to music that was you know not coming out for a while. Pretty cool. And, and it was really, really neat to be, you know, that age and sort of play another music at the bars and then sort of, you know, seeing this new music flowing in from Nashville mm-hmm. that hadn't even come out yet. Right. And just saying, oh, gosh, you know, this is going to be a hit. You know, this is going to be the next big thing. We got to wait on this one. I wonder who's going to cut this one. Right. And it was just really cool to me. And Brandon, my buddy Brandon down there. Uh, actually helped me, you know, write a couple of the first songs. And, okay, so you started you know, with, writing songs with, with ideas. Too. And me and him okay. would sit down, and and that's when I really started writing around 20, 20 and 21. Okay. Um, towards the latter half of my 20, 21st year, I, I went up to Nashville for the first time uh, while I was still in school and recorded at the Ruckus Room up in Nashville. Oh, that's so cool. And it was awesome. It was uh, the Ruckus Room. Uh, it was the the studio musicians were Reba McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn's musicians. So it ended up going fantastic, obviously. And as I was mentioning earlier, you know, when we got there, um, I was primarily sending them acoustic versions of the songs at the time. You know, that was pretty much my skill level back then was just chords and sort of putting, you know, feelings and words and emotions into creating a song Mm -hmm. and I would send it to them and they were able to come up with those riffs and, you know, lead rips and, you know, it was, right. it was awesome and, and experience and it was cool. We haven't even addressed that you were actually also in college. Yeah. Like, what were you studying? Well, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was doing a good amount of studying, but, uh, I ended up graduating with a logistics and supply chain okay. degree in, in business. Um, I started with engineering, got to Calc 2 and 
sort of tip the hat to that sector yeah. of my life. But, uh, <laughs> okay. So business, though. So you're studying business That's and right. kind of making music and playing music. And you said you're running an open mic night. So you're. it sounds like you're pretty busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Back then, it was, uh, you know, Rum Runners and Rude mm-hmm. Rudies and yep. yeah, all, yeah. The, all the original, right. original bars back there. I was playing rums every Tuesday for Dollar Dax. I was playing Rude Rudy's every Thursday. And, uh, no, I was playing rums every Tuesday, Rudy's every Wednesday for ladies' night, and then Thursday and Friday and Saturday were kind of segmented. There you go. Throughout the rest towards the end. But it was a good time. I I miss those days for sure. So what year did you graduate? I graduated uh, with my bachelor's in 2017. Okay. So spring of 17. And I actually went on as soon as the pandemic started. I enrolled in my master's, so I just graduated with my MBA. Congratulations! Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah, it was online. Uh, Luckily, you know, Georgia Southern was one of the seven colleges involved in the Georgia Web MBA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going on and starting that. It took me about a year and ten months. Wow. Just finished up. No joke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Life keeps rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep coming. So. And, and you mentioned before we came on, you you work for the people that are kind of starting off in music or maybe just graduating. Like, you have to work and you have to keep making money and you got to sure. make it happen. So, we know that side now. We know kind of the development. We know you went to Nashville. Starting in 2017, that's when you moved back to Augusta? Twenty In 2017, I did move back temporarily. Temporarily, um, okay. I ended up uh, taking a job down in Savannah at Gulfstream okay. for a few months. I think I was there for five or six months. And then I actually took a management job of a logistics department here in Augusta. Okay. Which I ran for another you know, six, seven months before I just decided I didn't really want to deal with the truck drivers anymore. <laughs> but, um, besides that, I wanted to get back to the subject of, you know, just sort of school and and work and music, musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I really wanted to hit, you know, in this podcast was just that specific, you know, aspect of balance, balancing work and yeah. right. and being a musician. All of us have to get by. And, you know, one of the primary things most people in my genre want to do as an end goal is, you know, to, to live in Nashville and to, you know, getting to Nashville is having that shot at, you know, advancing your career and becoming something you know a little bigger than your hometown and you know that's what everyone's trying to get to but at the same time you have to have that job that'll pay the bills or you mm-hmm. know have a route your way to nashville um for me for the last couple of years i've supported myself through music i've played four and five gigs a week mm-hmm. non-stop for years i mean it's been quite a lifestyle it's like grueling it it is and that's what that's why i wanted to you know sort of hit on this like as much as i could yeah it's very important to have a balance not only mentally as well as you know seeing something different every day and really kind of socially and interacting with people Mm -hmm. as much as you you know want to think that gigging four and five nights a week will put you in a crazy social setting i mean most of the time you're in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So it's not really that social socializing no. aspect that you need. Yeah. yeah, It's not on a like, you know, down home basis. It's not on a personal level. It's more on a business level. Like, right. like I said, this was yeah. my job. Yeah. You're being for, paid to entertain. Yeah. You're for basically four two years, jobs. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, that's real. 
And as much as it was the funnest time ever, it was, you know, also ter- I hit terrible <laughs> spots in the sense of just trying to find time for myself. Lon- loneliness. Loneliness, you know, wanting to be off, you know, with my friends or doing something fun or, you know, but I had to, you know, sort of grind and sort of stick to those responsibilities I had signed up for. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to hit at also. I mean, ever since, you know, <clears> I took this full-time job, I mean, I'm much more level-headed and, you know, sort of uh, have something going on all day and I get that socialization that I really need to sort of mentally, you know, be there for creativity and writing songs and, you know, sort of addressing, um, you know, real-life situations and portraying that through music. So, you know, it's uh, definitely highly important to, you know, make your money and have your money for, you know, your musical aspirations and your studio time and, you know, get, you know, have something else going on besides music, mm-hmm. but also, you know, have time to sort of, you know, master your, your talent and, yeah. and, you know, make time to progress your capabilities. I mean, it's been, it's been so cool to see, you know, sort of my progression through being full-time music and kind of coming back into having time to come home and be creative and write write yeah. those songs and have that mental space mm. for the creativity. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of Forrest Coulter O'Quinn after this quick message. And you heard us talking about it at the beginning of the episode. You've heard us talk about it before. But Second City Distillery is Augusta's local distiller. They're located downtown Augusta, and they've combined with Dirty Girl Cocktail Mixers. So now you've got your ready-to-drink cocktail mixes like your Vodka Ritas, your Bloody Marys, and of course your Transfusions. But you've also got your great local liquors that are created here. And they're sold in places like Kroger, local liquor stores. Just look for that Second City Distillery label. And for a good time, go downtown and check out their tasting room. They're located right by the riverfront. Second City Distillery, Augusta's local distillers. I'm so glad that you just brought that up because that was going to be the next topic is, you know, you've talked about writing music in the past, um, talk about going to Nashville and recording it and, and even a lot of performances. But what we haven't talked about a lot is the music you're working on right now. Um, and so one, are you in the middle of any kind of projects? Have you released anything recently? Do you have anything that, you know, kind of cool coming right now? Um, you know, as mentioned with this, you know, new job, it's really given me uh, time to come home and sort of, you know, have a new mindset on where the rest of my day is going to go. Not that I don't like my job. I love <laughs> my job. But, uh, you know, uh, thinking about something else, I guess when I was full-time music, it was all day, every day music. All day music, yeah. It's hard to be relatable, I feel like, when you're yeah. in that. Now you kind of have that stability, it seems like, and you kind of have that headspace where you can think like other people and you can be relatable again. Exactly. And I mean, you got to think about it and, you know, in a a simplistic form, I mean, say you had to, you know, say you're doing music full time or in my, my aspect and my, the way I was approaching it, Mm -hmm. you know, think about it in color form. Mm. If music is green, I was thinking green every day. Yeah. Now I'm thinking multiple different colors during Mm. the daytime. And then I come home and I have that, you know, availability in my brain and, you know, the optimism and you sort of want to, you know, be creative and, you know, um, you know, find that, you know, creativity inside of me or, you know, reach out to that, 
side of me that wants to come home and write music. You know, right. when I was full-time music, it was gig, 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 gig. On my day off, the last thing I wanted to do You don't want to write music. Yeah. Right. Why would you? Right. You know, and my fingers could get to the point where I could play whenever I wanted. They were so hard. What <laughs> in the point of the fingers? He's talking about calluses, people. Yeah, yeah. Just, just <laughs> in case there's any piano players out there that don't understand calluses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was just uh, the last thing I wanted to do, you know, when I was full-time gigging was sit down and write when I got home. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I really wanted to come home and just pick pick up an electric and play the songs that, I'd been listening to that week or, you know, something like that. But, um, but yep, you know, like I said, it's all about finding that fine line. So, but you have a lot of songs on your Spotify. And yeah, so that's what I wanted to get at. You mentioned you have a music library. Um, you haven't really talked about how big it is. I do. I do. Um, I guess like I, I mentioned when I was, I was either 21, I think I was 21 when we did the initial recording. Of that the was EP. the Nashville recording? The first one at Ruckus Room. I guess I was still 21. And what's that called? My EP, Forest Coulter. Okay. So it's F-O-R-E-S-T, uh, Coulter, C-O-L-T-E-R. And, and if people want to find EP. you, they search Coulter, right? That's correct. Yeah, gotcha. it was, And I did that primarily because, you know, a lot of country musicians yeah. use an artist's name, and it's most likely their middle name most of the time. Isn't did not know it that. Is. Isn't it Thomas Rhett? Isn't that a similar situation? Thomas Rhett Akins. Yep. And uh I may be wrong. I'm pretty sure Luke Bryan that may be his middle name. I okay. There's yeah. A, there's a couple couple others as well that are in similar situations. But in my situation I just thought O'Quinn sounded like I was playing the bagpipes a little more than <laughs> a country artists. So, so I ended up going with uh, my middle name of Coulter. Um but anyways, I did the tracking in February of, gosh, I guess it was 2015 when I was 21. And we did it at the Ruckus Room with Reba mm-hmm. McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn's musicians. And uh, it was such an eye-opening experience um, to watch a group of professionals like that, especially come together. This was not a, uh individual instrument recorded tracking session. It was all done at once. Wow. Wow. That's so really there were cool. Six or seven musicians at the same time going through the five songs that I had. So you, five songs. It five was five songs, songs awesome. on the EP. Yep. And it was just so cool to see it all done at the same time. Now that I'm older and have seen other you know, versions of production and mm-hmm. watched other producers, you know, I've had situations where the entire song has been tracked. Yeah. Before I even came there, and it was perfect before I even came. I just had to come to sing the vocals. Yep. In this situation, we tracked, went home. They were, you know, this is one of the top studios in Nashville. So I came back, you know, to Statesboro for a couple months and ended up going back two or, I think it was two months later in April. I turned 22 and cut the vocals and released my first album. And that one actually hit... I think it hit 63 on the top 100. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking albums, I'm looking things. at your Spotify right now and your song Rewind has 55,624 streams. It's huge. Yeah, I think that one got added to uh a few country playlists on Spotify, wow. so it ended up getting amped up and got a lot of, you know, more attention than some of my others. But then the next one when Whiskey Hits Me is 8,000 
376. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you look at this daily, but these are good numbers. Coming from Augusta, Georgia. I guess you would say Georgia Southern, but uh, just because that's the time of your life when you were recording. That's right. That's right. I mean, like I said, I was more shocked than ever when my initial EP was, you know, the day of in the top, you know, 75. Yeah. How'd that feel? What'd you do? I was freaking out (laughs) pretty hard. (laughs) I have some crazy Snapchat memories of, you know, just sort of, you know, grabbing a camera and just sort of like taking pictures and videos of it because I, you know, didn't really believe what was happening was happening, but, um, I still have those videos and they pop across, you know, once a year (laughs) and and it's still kind of nuts. I'm not sure how that happened. I definitely had a great following at the time and Mm -hmm. I made sure to, um, put the EP on pre-order and gave myself at least, you know, that, that time in between the tracking and the vocal actually helped me in a sense because it gave me time to sort of start promoting my album artwork, stuff like that. Nowadays, I'll just sort of pop it on everybody and sort of surprise people with new songs. So how how many songs do you have available for he- people to listen to right now? How many songs are recorded? It's I, th- I want to say it's over 10. I, it should be over 10. Okay. Um, I ended up from there, I actually uh, recorded another EP. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up releasing all of those songs. As an artist, you're yourself's biggest critic. Yeah. Um, and they were probably fine to release, you know, looking <laughs> back, you know, and go and listen to them again. Just all about the moment. And, right. You know, um, I send them to my closest friends and, you know, my dad and my mom, you know, are some, some of my biggest supporters and critics as well. And, you know, there was a few that I wish I had put out that I didn't, mm-hmm. but, you know. I think uh, I did that, and since then I've done a bunch of singles. Okay. Okay. Since then, um, I think I've released five. It's five or six singles since the original EP. So it's either eleven or twelve songs out there. And you and I had talked about this when we were talking about getting you on the show, but you had mentioned that you have found a pretty solid band to play with you. So you don't you don't always just play solo. You have a band that backs you up. Oh, absolutely. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that before we uh, wrap this thing up? Definitely. Um, in college and, and, you know, present day to present day, I've never had a legit same member band. I've always cycled <laughs> musicians, and it's just been the way that things have panned out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, I had the pleasure of playing with one of my really good friends, Riley Lowry. And he actually, he actually got contacted by Dallas Davison, who we were speaking of earlier. Okay, he moved back to Nashville this past July and got contacted by Dallas, and uh, was Dallas's band leader. He got to assemble the band for Luke Bryan's farm tour. Wow! So Dallas and the Peach Pickers are the opener for farm tour every year, and he called Riley to assemble the band. Wow. And Riley and uh, one of my good friends, Avery Willis from Statesboro, were the guitarist and bass player. And uh, this all, you know, stemmed from Riley sort of playing with another friend of mine, Dylan Marlowe, who is up there killing it in Nashville as well. He just got off tour with Dylan Scott. And so Riley moved up there and was playing playing with him and sort of, you know, Dallas was looking at, looking at Riley through, you know, watching Dylan because Dylan was signed with Riley mm-hmm. or with Dallas. Or, yeah. And uh, 
it's been it's been nice to watch Riley's career progress for sure. But Riley was my original guitarist down there, and we 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 pretty much you know had a country lit licking guitarist you know there yeah. for a little while, and uh, me and me and his sets were phenomenal. And he'll come through Augusta, or you know he played at Soleil with uh, me a couple. I guess it was last summer. And also did a gig at Garden City with me and Rob Thompson and Andrew Fowler. Which, Very cool. Which went really well. Yeah. And it was fun, you know, to sort of incorporate him and some of the other phenomenal Augusta musicians and to have, you know, someone that could really knows country licks and stuff like right. that. But but now I've actually, you know, sort of progressed. Not progressed, but, you know, obviously Riley moved off and I had to sort of, you know, make ends meet here in Augusta when, you know, when I when I booked for a full band gig. Um, I've started playing with uh, County Road 49 out of Aiken a little bit. Um, They're a phenomenal, phenomenal group from out of there. Their lead guitarist, Brandon Kelly, just had his first daughter, and I think he's uh, 24, and he can flat-out rip it. Uh, Him and I and his father, Paul, played the uh, Augusta Country Club and did some other Masters gigs together. Oh, wow. This past Masters week, everything was phenomenal, so... It was a pleasure to to be playing with them, and you know, always enjoy having an awesome lead guitarist behind me. Yeah. So when y'all get together, do y'all play your originals? Um, we're actually practicing tomorrow. Most of our sets so far have just been on on the fly. Yeah. Um, all of us are pretty proficient and just kind of picking up and going for it. Right. Um, and that's pretty much how we've treated most of our gigs so far. But we all, you know, know the same music. It's primarily yeah. classic, eighties, nineties rock, mm-hmm. and then country. So. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a band name, or is it the? Do you go by your music name when you perform with them? Regarding this situation, you know, I'm definitely going to try to keep pushing my personal country career, but we haven't really gotten that far. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Of course, gotcha. If that was a option or opportunity i'm sure we'll address that okay <laughs> so if people want to know about like shows and gigs and stuff they yeah probably like following you on instagram is probably the best way to do that yeah instagram um or i have a musician page on facebook i used to run reverb nation pretty pretty hardcore but okay i sort of swayed away from reverb as it lost popularity um but as far as new music I did put out two other song, two newer songs. When I did guess. those come out? November. Okay. I think it, it was October, November. It was one of those like I was talking about earlier. I put it out on the fly. You just did I, it. I didn't want to wait on the release date. <laughs> I was just like, they're ready. So uh, you mentioned <laughs> someone's gonna listen. They're gonna listen. So you put those out. Is there like a bigger project kind of in the works sure. with multiple songs? Yeah. Sure. Um, sure. Maybe. <laughs> right. I've got probably thirty or forty on. Wow. Written. That's exciting. My, How's um, that feel? Well, you know, it feels great, but when the right song comes, the right song comes. Mm. You can feel it. You know, I've definitely felt that way about certain songs and definitely put out certain songs that are filler songs. Mm-hmm. And some of those filler songs end up doing better than the ones you really think are going to hit it. You never yeah. know, yeah. And it's funny because you're yourself's big at cr- biggest critic. But right. at the same time, your critique may not be what the world likes to hear. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there might be a song I've written that I just totally throw to the side because I think it's corny or I think <laughs> it's, you know, 
too too generic chord progression. And I'll play it for someone, and they'll be like, you know, relating back to that second EP where I didn't put out a couple songs. Yeah. Personally, a couple of them came out, and I was just turned my head. And then I've sent them to people, and over time, they'll just be like, oh, I can't believe you didn't release that song, you know? And it's all about, you know, just sort of getting over your own. You have, you have to understand that you are not, you know, the only person in the world and although you 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 wrote it and you know you think your opinion is best on the song and that's not always the case and that's where music is music it's yeah. Tough. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there's no right answer so right. speaking of music we're going to get into your originals in just a minute yes. but I do want to ask you the question that we ask every guest on this show um it's our drop the disc question and it's Basically, it is the ethos of this entire show. Um, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively or diss the city of Augusta, what would you tell them? The Drop the Disc question is presented by Tranner Gray Media. Here at Tranner Gray Media, we are a full-service, award-winning marketing agency specializing in video production based right here in Augusta. We have experience at both the local and national level, partnering with businesses to bring their message to the forefront. Whether you need video, graphic design, digital or traditional advertising, web work, or creative services, we exist to help you tell your story. I've traveled the country. It doesn't beat Augusta. We have a river, the biggest lake in Georgia. In the southeast, and we're two hours from the coast. You can't beat it. I don't care where you go. You can't beat Augusta. Geographically, as well as the center, you know, of all giant concert events and everything like that. I I don't know. I, I, I've tried to leave many times, but I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for staying. Yes. Thank you for uh, giving us music. Um, and, and for performing music locally, like we really appreciate that. We love to see it and we'll be right back to hear some of that music in just a second. I want to tell you a little bit about our friend of the show, Dr. Millhouse, owner and founder of Augusta Hemp Company. Dr. Millhouse is a pioneer in cannabis research and development and has helped hundreds across Georgia get the specific formulas they need. If you've got questions regarding the research of how cannabis can possibly help with coronavirus, get on over to AugustaHempCompany.com today. Dr. Milhouse and his staff are HIPAA certified and compliant and would love, and I'm telling you, they would love to help you find the perfect formula to suit your needs. From CBD to THC, they've got you covered in the AUG, AugustaHempCompany.com. And sit back and relax because starting now, we've got Forrest Coulter, who performed these songs live in the Augusta Podcast Studio. This is Forrest Coulter. This is my song, Rewind. A couple miles past town, there's an old river house. We'd be when the sun went down Rolling 20 trucks deep Georgia boots on all our feet We were young, wild and free Been working hard and living right Been paying all my bills on time Not a day passes by 
Guys, my name is Forrest Coulter. This is an unreleased song called Growing Up. Yeah, when I was a little boy, six years old, my daddy taught me how to rule the world. So don't go sagging your head around. Better always sing out with the right crowd. Well, I saw soon the path I chose was a little far off the beaten road. Took a left, took a right. It didn't take long to realize it takes a little growing up, growing up. Raising your head and taking that buckle and growing up, growing up. Riding that road and testing your luck. Coaching that grind. 
And that concludes this episode of the Augusta Rocks Music Miniseries. We'll see you guys next week. We hope you enjoy. And of course, if you did, leave a rating or review. We really appreciate that. Check out our social media channels. And if you have an artist that you know that should be featured on this, please reach out to us uh, via social media, drop the disc pod, or drop the disc pod at gmail.com.